It just kind of came to me. I didn't even mean to really do it at the beginning. I was uh, I was actually just walking down the street one day and, and and I see this guy, I pass this guy. He's wearing a shirt that says the I Love Mormon Girl shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I need that shirt. And he's like, yeah, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing some plain, I don't know, plain color, maybe Ohio State football shirt or something. And he's like, ah, I'm good. I've got like a million of those shirts. I, I don't need it. I'm like, I'll give you 20 bucks right now. We just switch shirts and uh, we'll go about our way. So we're standing there, you know, middle of the day, just taking off our shirts. Uh, I hit him <laughs> the 20 bucks and I walk away with, you know, I, a little dirty, I love Mormon girl shirt. And uh, so that was, I was like, this is perfect. I was like, this is going to be my shirt. I'm going to wear it for camp. All right, at the start of this episode, I feel like uh, I'm going to do my best Garth Brooks impression. Are you ready for this? No, I'm not going to sing like Garth Brooks. And no, I'm not going to talk like Garth Brooks. So you're like, what kind of impression is this? So back in the day, uh, you know the song Friends in Low Places, right? Everyone's done it. You've done it at karaoke. You did it. It's one of the last songs of the night, right? They do it at weddings and it's funny. Uh, Friends in Low Places. So he writes the song. There's two verses and uh, then he goes through, right? And he tells the story years later that when he wrote that song, he didn't feel like that was it, right? You feel like he had only scratched the surface. And so he goes back and he does this great, awesome, uh, you know, third verse and it blows everybody's minds and they're like yeah that's the way that song should end what does that have to do with this episode of the cultural hall well i'll tell you i uh first found out about drew uh, because of an articles of news article and i was like oh that'll be cool i'll make that a third block of uh an articles of news episode and we won't think anything more of it well little did i know uh, we actually sat down and I interviewed Drew and Avery one time before what you're going to hear tonight. And it was about five minutes into the episode that I went, oh, oh, there is way more than just 15 or 20 minutes with these guys. So I said, hey, you know what? It was great. It wasn't it wasn't you. It was me. I need more time with you. Can we sit down and do a full length episode for the cultural hall? And and guess what? They said yes. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, talking with Drew and Avery Chrisman. And you might hear that name and you go, now, wait a minute, I've heard that name somewhere before. Well, Drew came on to the sites of the Cultural Hall about four years ago, I want to say. I'm glad that you weren't listening at that point, Drew, because you would have heard a very... um, judgmental uh richie coming (laughs) after you for uh a t-shirt that you wore to the first day of the ohio state football uh like you're reporting to football it's a a t-shirt that said i love mormon girls and i it was definitely the approach of like okay bro cool i'm glad you got the t-shirt Everyone's going to talk about that. You're not at BYU. You're not in the state of Utah. So it'll certainly be a a press point that people will ask you about and that you'll get attention for. But bros like you come a dime a dozen in Utah or so. I I know. I'm going to have to give that episode a listen now. (laughs) Or so I thought. And then the next year comes and it's uh, your T-shirt says, I love my Mormon girlfriend. And then the next year comes and it's I love my Mormon fiance misspelled. So I was right about some of the judgment that I had. Uh, And then finally, I love my uh, my Mormon wife. And uh, 
And and so that leads me to obviously assume, otherwise this is going to get real awkward real quick, that Avery is that, in fact, Mormon wife of which you talked about. Yes. yes. She is the one and only, <laughs> unlike uh, most of the, uh, I guess you could call them haters or, you know, just internet trolls that uh, once the last one came out, they uh, they thought I should have added an S on the end. Oh. So, <laughs> But uh, no, she is the the only the one, one and wife only. singular. <laughs> so talk, so talk about what that is. Obviously, it's a fun thing, and you know it's it's cool to get a little attention. But where where did that idea come from? Why why did you do that? Right. So you're right. Um, so we check into camp uh, three weeks before the season starts into a hotel for we stay in that ho- same hotel for two weeks, basically just practicing, eat, sleep, and. Uh, breathe football for those two weeks can't even like see the outside world um, wasn't even able to see Avery until like late at night when she would like sneak and I'd sneak out of the hotel and we'd be able to see each other for like five minutes before I have to go back in how are you uh, I'm great this is just like when we used to sneak out at EFY I miss you I love you too so <laughs> <I'm so glad. laughs> yes um, so yeah the, no the, the very first time so this is my fifth year the very first time I just wore like a plain white t-shirt had no idea where this whole idea was going. Uh, my buddy, the long snapper, he had done a thing where it was kind of like a, a shirtception of him walking into camp one year. And they, these guys, they're reporters, they stand outside of the hotel and kind of, it's, it's just a thing. Bunch of middle-aged guys re- taking pictures of 18-year-olds walking into a hotel. <laughs> Which in, uh, in any other circumstances sounds you know, super creepy. Very, very, very weird, but we are Ohio State players, I guess, and they enjoy it and the, the fans enjoy it. Sure. And, uh, the specialists, I'm a punter, and we always like to have a little fun, you know, quirky little things we do. And uh, so he's got the idea of doing the little searchception of him walking into camp and the next year wearing that same T-shirt of him, a picture of him walking into camp. And then someone else takes a picture of that and then he'll wear the next shirt of him walking into camp of him walking into camp. He did this for five years mm-hmm. and it was actually on like ESPN and it was like a kind of a big thing. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I kind of come up with my own little thing and it just kind of came to me. I didn't even mean to really do it at the beginning. I was, uh, I was actually just walking down the street uh, one day in, in Columbus and I see this guy, I pass this guy. He's wearing a shirt that says the I love Mormon girl shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I need that shirt. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm, we- I'm wearing some plain, I don't know, plain color, maybe Ohio State football shirt or something. Mm-hmm. That's basically my wardrobe. And he's like, ah, I'm good. I've got like a million of those shirts. I, I don't need it. And I'm like, I'll give you 20 bucks right now. We just switch shirts and uh, we'll go about our way. So we're standing there, you know, middle of the day, just taking off our shirts. Uh, <laughs> I hand him the 20 bucks and I walk away with, you know, I, a little dirty, I love Mormon girl shirt. And, uh, so that was, I was like, this is perfect. I was like, this is going to be my shirt. I'm going to wear it for camp. Um, and at this point, we weren't even dating or talking really. Uh, actually, yeah. I think you might've been on your mission. Yeah, I was on my mission. Cause yes. I remember getting the pictures mm. right. being like, oh, okay, I see. Right. Where, where, <laughs> this, where did you serve Avery? I served in Arequipa, Peru. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so you, but I'm, you're not, but you're not dating. So wh- I think that if we could go back and, and maybe I'll try and, and find that actual initial conversation, I considered this to sort of be like a bat signal for you. Like Drew is single, ready to mingle ladies. He loves Mormon girls and all the ladies swoon over the dimples and everything that, that Drew is. Well, here's the thing. There's not that many Mormon girls in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I felt like I was safe <laughs> at the moment. A little dizzy now. <laughs> <laughs> she was good. Not of not of her caliber for sure. Um, but but, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure you get that question though, right? Like, oh, is are you looking like that? I'm sure the press had some sort of field day with that. Yeah, I mean, they. I think that was the first time I'd really even announced that I was LDS. Um, you know, the whole reason we even kept the word Mormon, even after, you know, Prophet had changed and everything, was just kind of to go with the trend. So people can stop hating me on for keeping using Mormon. That was just kind of right. running sure. with the flow on that one. Yeah, um, it's to keep the joke. Spit on shirt. Exactly. <laughs> right. it, it, I mean, it's hard enough to say in conversation, but even more to be like, okay, so it used to be Mormon, but now it's Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And continuing, isn't this clever the way it's just like, guys, it's he, he's going to say Mormon. It's fine. Right. And Ohio State reporters, they probably wouldn't have, you know, caught that no. to begin with. I mean, I'm, I'm the only member on the team. So, you know, that was unique in itself. And like she mentioned, you know, there's not a whole ton of LDS members in Columbus. Um, so it was it was definitely, you know, kind of eye opening to a lot of, uh, you know, teammates and just kind of getting that message out there. Um, you know, everybody has their own little idea of what Mormon is. And mm -hmm. um, there's plenty of missionaries on campus. I mean, I run into them all the time. <laughs> so I think people have an idea, of, you know, who they are. But uh, it was definitely the first time I'd like kind of publicly announced, you know, kind of my faith, I guess, and uh, that I love the, the girls of that faith as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, girl. yeah. The girl. <laughs> An interesting thing, right? Because it very much could be that these people from all over who come to play for the Ohio State University football team who have whatever conception of what they think a Mormon is, like, did you have to be like, bro, not a lot of wives, bro, <laughs> we love black people, like all those things that we constantly have to defend for people who don't know, did you find yourself having those conversations? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had those conversations kind of my entire career just because of a different lifestyle I lived than uh, most of my teammates. Mm -hmm. You know, Saturday night was uh, a little different than uh, the typical Ohio State football player for me, uh, I would say. And uh, it's kind of funny. I now look back on that first shirt, the I Love Mormon Girls. She has since uh, crossed out the S and the, uh, the girls. I did on the shirt. On the didn't shirt, I? yeah, you I did. forget I did that. So uh, that shirt has since changed, and uh, it will remain changed. Yeah, so, Drew's always been a really good example to. I try my best. Everyone, I try my best. Yeah, I, he does I, it in a good way. He's funny about it. He's like what? Like what? Drew, help us out. How do you do it? I mean, I've always been the uh, the only member in uh, in high school. I was the only member. He went to a Catholic school. I went to a Catholic school. all boy high school, mm -hmm. and I was the only member there. Uh, I mean, I converted uh, freshman year. Yeah, I was, yeah. It was about freshman year. Hmm. Um, so it was just, you know, I've been, I'm, while I'm learning things, I'm still trying to teach a lot of those things to other people um, that anybody has questions. And people have questions, you know, people are, are curious. It's it's unique. And I think it makes me unique. And I like that. I like, I like being uh, a little different. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's definitely a good conversation starter for a lot of the guys in the in the locker and I'm sure I've made them think about things differently as well. So uh, I don't mind being the only member, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, and you always get invited to, uh, to parties cause they want you to be the sober one to drive them home. Yes. Exactly. I was the DD <laughs> many, many times. Now uh, you said you converted in ninth grade. That's a, that's a peculiar time to, to join the church. How did that happen? Um, I have to thank this lady here to my left. 
um, do you remember anything about um so she her family had actually converted my family yeah my mom our moms were really great friends before drew and i really got to know each other and um really my family moved to indiana when i was about five and they met at the gym i believe that same week Hmm. eventually they ended up building houses right next to each other oh wow so (laughs) yeah and so he's literally the boy next door avery yes literally the boy next door and (laughs) And, you know, family vacations and throughout that time, my parents, my family, I was still young, but, you know, they talked to Drew's family about the church and, um, yeah, they, around the time Drew got baptized when he was like in ninth grade, uh, the rest of his family got baptized as well. And it was a really cool day for my family at the time. I, you know, to me, it was like, oh, cool, but not much of a change, Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, hearing the stories of Drew, like being such a good missionary and everything all throughout high school and college. um, And as I, you know, grow my testimony and seeing that it's been cool. So I certainly (laughs) thought about her uh, a lot more than she did. Right. I I wondered if I played a part. And it was was kind of funny (laughs) um, because, you know, our our parents, our our, uh, moms were best friends growing up. And Mm -hmm. I can even distinctly remember at one point we were driving home from the car i think it was after uh i don't know some sporting event one day and um she was like you're gonna marry avery and i was like okay one last thing (laughs) this was like middle school because we we had gone to middle school for one year and uh, somehow our lockers ended up right next to each other yeah i don't know how i don't know how that worked out but uh um, yeah, she was just like, yeah, you're going to marry everyone day. I was like, okay, you know, one less thing. And, um, I've kind of always thought about that. And then, you know, my friend, she, she blossomed a lot earlier than I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, she got a lot of attention in middle school and everything. And I'd hear the, uh, the kind of the horror stories, I guess, from the other boys saying like, oh, don't, don't talk to Avery. You know, she's, her family's weird. You can't date her and all these <laughs> things. And I had, I, I wasn't LDS yet. And I was like, what's wrong with Avery? Yeah. She seems pretty normal to me. And I hope she's all right. I, for me, Drew was like this cool jock guy. And I was, you know, musical theater Mm. nerd. Mm -hmm. And so we really did not like run in the same circles either. No, but I always kept my eye on her. What's the age difference, (laughs) if there is any? Is there an age difference? Um, what is it like three months, four months? Oh, yeah, so no. so same grade, the whole thing as far as that yeah, goes. Yeah, same, okay. grade, same mm-hmm. classes and everything. So yeah. So uh, so then it, it becomes the time where y- you decide to convert. Is it a family? Dad says we're doing this. Get on board, or is it? Hey, Dad, I'm thinking I'm going to do this, and he goes, Oh, you're right, son. We should do this. Or how did how did that go within the family? It was mom. Mom. Um, she basically just walked into the house one day and it's kind of funny. I keep going, you know, the last thing you're going to marry Avery. And I'm like, okay. Mom walks into the house one day. Uh, we're going to convert and we're, we're all just like, okay. <laughs> so you can kind of tell who runs the, uh, the Christmas household. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, she'd read the entire, she was upset. She gets obsessed with things very easily. I, I, I kind of get that same way about some things and she got obsessed with the church and she like dove into it. You know, reading everything, read through like the entire Book of Mormon in like a week or really? something. Like that. I didn't Maybe know that. Oh yeah, she studies. Every, she's so smart, and um, she was like, "I feel it. Let's just do it." I mean, why why wait if I feel it's right? We'd only been uh, investigating for about maybe a month at that point, mm-hmm. um, and she was like, "It just feels right." And so it was 
Yeah, it was my two. It was uh, both my parents, my grandma, and then my five sisters and myself. So. Oh my gosh, five sisters. <sighs> yeah. How y- you okay? You need- I, <laughs> I made it through all right. I learned some things about the girls that maybe didn't yeah. want to know, but um, they guess- turned him well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then obviously with the close familial tie between like this amazing family next door who just simply shared their example. Uh, shared their testimony and then you know your mom says hey we're doing this and you jump on board then is there that interaction like at your baptism Avery is there at your baptism and there through that the like the physical conversion of you to the church was I there I believe you were there I, 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 would, I would assume I was there. she was there they were very involved in yeah we were your dad was the bishop at the time yeah I'm sure I'm maybe sure he might have baptized when he I don't know <laughs> it's a long time ago yeah I mean, it was, it was a pretty special moment. I I mean, it kind of went by in the world, everybody getting baptized at once. It was awesome. Um, You you talk about that. You liked the sort of unique part of being a member of the church. Certainly Avery, you felt that being, you've mentioned that in Ohio, there's not necessarily a lot of members of the church. I would assume that in Indiana, a similar way, maybe there's a handful at the high school, but not many. Um, what was that like for you, Avery, in that high school? And then for you, Drew, as you're, as you're coming to join the weirdo that can't date people and, you know, all these things. Yeah, I never really saw it as something negative. I think the same way that Drew looked at it, it kind of made me stand out and gave me some sort of identity, you know, in a time when people are trying to find themselves, you know, in high school and middle school. And, you know, my best friends were, you know, members of the church um at my high school i believe there was only one other member but um the high school right next to us was my best friend went there and actually during high school i took online classes because i was in a band and we like traveled and toured and stuff like a rock band yeah like a rock band (laughs) so um so i went to my high school but i took on all online classes it was like a new special program before anybody really took online classes Uh which everyone before it was forced on you by a pandemic sure (laughs) right yeah so um i that was basically my life like during high school and i mean the church definitely you know when you're on the road and in a band you know there are like different temptations and things that come along and like playing on sundays And so the church really, um, you know, we decided not to play on Sundays or I think we did like one Sunday a year or two Mm -hmm. Sundays a year. Mm -hmm. General general conference Sundays. It was fine. Yeah. General conference. (laughs) Yeah. That was like our agreement because not everybody, you know, in the band remembers either. But um, and, you know, staying modest. But I think that like really kind of worldly experience of being in that rock band and like performing in bars and things like that. And then also like being a member of the church just um, made me realize that, you know, you can be yourself and do whatever you want. Um, As long as you maintain those standards, you know, there's no reason to like kind of be afraid of certain lifestyles or things. Um, And so I think that gave me a lot of confidence, like in my testimony that I wasn't really sheltered so much (laughs) during high school and everything. so yeah, I definitely had like a unique high school experience, but that's kind of a story y'all. Well, and and I want to get into that in a little bit, but Drew, for you, a new convert to the church, and now you're attending a Catholic school, which has some similarities, but it's all boys, you're doing lots of sports in this faith, you're different than I would imagine most everyone else at this Catholic school. So what was that experience like for you? 
Yeah, I went to Catholic school basically kindergarten through the end of high school. Oh wow! Uh, so she went to the public school in town, and I went to the uh, the Catholic school right mm-hmm. across the street. There was one year when he didn't, and that's when that we one year was sixth the grade. Locker buddies. That's when yeah. I became her locker buddy. <laughs> we tried out the public school and went back to the private. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I mean, I was the only guy, and um, I mean everybody knew who I was before I was uh, uh, converted. And then they could kind of see that change after I had converted. So, you know, I could see, I mean, I could see it on myself too, but I noticed it really when like my own friends, like my own best friends would even uh, mention, they'd even see a change in just kind of how I carried myself and how I talked and, and everything like that. And um, I think it saved me though. I think it kept me out of a lot of trouble. Um, kind of being, especially like those high school years are, are very crucial when guys uh, start to, you know, start getting into experiment with some other things and um, things that might not take you down the, you know, the right path in life and um, being really, you know, convert and kind of holding up to that extra standard. Mm-hmm. Now that my friends kind of looked at me that way, mm-hmm. um, I think it helps me keep myself out of a lot of the, uh, you know, some of the sticky situations that they found themselves in yeah. uh, that I was able to avoid. And I honestly don't know if I would, you know, be here today. And I think I, I have a lot of that to the church and, you know, keep me on that right path. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think one thing Drew said that's interesting too, is like, there's kind of a responsibility that comes with the title of being a member of the church, especially at a Catholic school, you know, sure. and, you know, other religions have different ideas of other, other religions. And um, like our, both of our friends who are not members of the church have kind of held us to that standard too. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, wait, you're a Mormon. You don't drink, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so I think having those good friends that, I mean, weren't necessarily members of the church, but like understood what we believed in and what our standards were was always really important. And they've always, we've always had really supportive friends who weren't members of the church yeah i feel like you had something similar too because your brothers had gone before you and were one of the few members at her high school right. so it's kind of you know your lds and your you know mormon you held up that standard but like her brothers did such a good job before her i'm sure if, <laughs> yeah. if you would have got on a line even like the teachers and you're like well that's not an elison thing to do yeah. right so she's kind of up like her family did a great job like you know kind of pay them that path and everything and it was a good path to follow, it looks like. So. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Sometimes, uh, uh, like in my 20s, I can remember I, I very much wear my, my uh, church affiliation on my chest, socially, social media, all of those things. And, and in those times of maybe when I would even have weakness, right, and want to do something that would be against the church, people are like, but you're not going to do that because you are that. And I'm like, no, I really want to do this thing. Please let me do this thing. And they're like, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> I won't let you do that because I know that's not what you do. You're not going to, you know, you're going to wish that you hadn't done that thing. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. In that time <laughs> that I was weak for, for standing up when I couldn't. So uh, there's right, definitely some value in that. Yeah. Um, let's take a break. When we come back in the second block, uh, I want to uh, pick it up where we get out of high school. Uh, We choose mission, we choose college, we do all of that stuff. We'll come back and do that in the second block of the Cultural Hall. Hey, 
this is Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. It's our ultra mega back to school blowout sale. We have hundreds of thousands of dollars of ultra high quality laptops and desktops on sale for up to 50% off the original prices. We've got demos, scratch and dents, trade-ins, and funny colored computers. It's crazy. Remember, you get a lifetime service guarantee on any PC Laptops brand computer. That means if you mess up your Windows or you get a virus or spyware, it's covered forever. Got an old yucky computer? No problem. We'll take it in on trade and we'll transfer all your pictures, music, and all your stuff to your PC Laptops computer for free. When you get your computer from PC Laptops, we'll make sure you're taken care of for a lifetime. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12 months special financing on any PC Laptops desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. I got a crush on the tuba player. He makes me want to Right, as we're coming back, what you're hearing is Jet Set, Get Set. It's crushing on the tuba player polka. You can only <laughs> be able to see the embarrassment on the face of Avery Chrisman. If you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, we're sharing this video. As you can see, her just go, no, please, not that song. Not... And you can go to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Make a donation so you can see the recorded video of this interview. Uh, there are... Almost 65 Patreon Saints of the Cultural Hall. We're hanging out and having conversations that you're not a part of. You need to do that. Be a part of it. It's patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Uh, obviously, the rest of your music from uh, gets, or Jet Set Get Set does not sound like that. But aren't things like that fun where you just go, yeah, 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 play some. Oh, not that one. No, please. Oh, yeah. Please, not that one. You can you can go down a deep rabbit hole of of YouTube when it comes to my family and when it comes well. to your family. What else is is oh, it? Gosh. We like to make videos, so lots of home videos. Lots of home videos. I was included in many times. Her yeah. mom loves projects. My mom's a video lady. She's very yeah likes <laughs> doing that stuff. So uh, we'll have those links in the show notes for this episode. So make sure you click over and check out some of those. Uh, only give me links to ones that you want me to share. None of the uh, embarrassing. Uh, you won't family. give me any of those then. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys graduate your same age. You graduate from high school. For a lot of people that are, you know, sort of noticing that other person in high school, was that you guys at this point, or was it still? 
ah, oh, that's the girl next door. You know, that's the boy who goes to the other school. He tried elementary school and couldn't hack it, so he had to go to the private school. Like, what was the situation when you guys got done with high school? I mean, I was noticing her definitely. Yeah. Um, no, Drew, at, the, at that point, he had confessed his love to me. <laughs> and we became actually really great friends like the last year. Emphasis on friends. I, yeah, I <laughs> heard it. I heard Ephesus it. On friends. Well, we started going, once he joined the church, he had to go to seminary. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he, we went to seminary together because we lived right next to each other. And then started hanging out outside of seminary and went to many proms together. Yes. Lots of proms. Lots of proms. But what was the, Uh, what was the resistance? He's, he's, he's an attractive gentleman. The dimple comment I made earlier was spot on. So what was your deal? Well, I just, for me, I am an independent young woman. (laughs) She could be traveling the country. I, I knew Drew was a great guy, but I believe the reason that, we didn't get more serious before was because I knew that it would get serious as soon as, you know, we did start, you know, dating and everything like, yeah, I just wasn't, a f- I wasn't ready to take that step yet. And honestly, I think when it did happen, when it did finally happen after she got back from a mission is when it got really serious. Um, I think that was the best time for it to happen. Yeah. So she, I knew like she wanted to go on a mission like super bad and, um, all of her family had done it so that would have, it would have been an awkward time you know yeah um, I would have been starting college and um, having this this girlfriend in Peru and everything so right. it was kind of good to have that you know time away from each other you know emailing each other on Monday for an hour and sometimes a little more I don't, I don't <laughs> know how she wiggled out okay maybe well. another hour or two each Monday <laughs> but uh I, I think that's when it really started um kind of us to grow together you know my love had been there you know pretty much from the beginning yeah uh, i think that's when she finally started to come around when uh i was basically i mean what was it distance makes the heart grow fonder peru is pretty far away so yeah drew okay one fun fact drew was the only person to email me every single week of my mission really including family everything Including family. He was the only person. And we don't have to mention some of those emails either. <laughs> he, he wrote me. Okay. This is again, before we have... were even <laughs> dating um, or even romantic. He sent me while I was on my mission, this envelope full of letters and each one came in an envelope and it said, open this when you're feeling like sad open this when you're missing home open this when and you know you get the picture but I remember those letters got me through a lot of hard things on my mission and the fact that Drew wrote me every single week that was like the testament to me that he was in it for the long run Mm -hmm. even though you know I was promising him nothing in return sure at the time but he was just there for me as a friend yeah. and he was more loyal than anyone else. And that really, to me, I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. When I came home, I was like, I know what I want. I, I, <laughs> I want you to know, Drew, I heard the F word again. She ke- she keeps laying that friend on so hard. <laughs> you know, the companions. Is this a letter from your friend? Yes, he's my friend and I have not promised him anything. <laughs> Our shirt should have been uh, "I love my Mormon friend." That's yeah. <laughs> that's when the first one. Should my have Mormon been. friend. Oh my god, that's funny. So, uh, it, th- there's no sort of slight, Drew. You play for the Ohio State football team. 
That that is huge. I imagine you get out of high school and there are, is, is there that that contemplative time where you're like, should I serve a mission? Should I go play football? What was that like? And and then what ultimately swayed you? It was it was really hard. It was a really hard decision. Um, basically, my top two at the end was BYU mm-hmm. and Ohio State, and obviously, you know which one I decided. Sure. Uh, but it was it was really hard, um, just because I like I said earlier, you know how much the church had you know changed me and impacted my life, and I I, I believe that I was in the position I was because of the church. So in a way, I was like, man, BYU is sounding really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially Avery was at BYU at that time. And it kind of seemed like everything was pointing at BYU, but it's, I don't know, just, just something, just something was telling me, no, mm-hmm. you know, Ohio state, uh, it's close to home and everything else of that. There was a lot of great things. I mean, you can't go wrong with either choice, honestly. Sure. Um, and, you know, I chose Ohio state. It just felt, it, it just felt, it just felt right. Even though there were, you know, so many great things pointing me to BYU and then, um, if I would have gone to BYU, I probably would have served a mission and um, I mean, timing and everything, who knows what that would have looked like. And um, so, but obviously, you know, it worked out and mm-hmm. looking back on it, I, I truly believe I made the right decision and, you know, I'm converted her to, from a cougar to a Buckeye. So <laughs> yeah. cougars listening, I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's great. I mean, I don't get to play much Ohio State. We don't punt much. Um, BYU doesn't punt <laughs> yeah, much pretty, this year either. Yeah, so, I, so well. I mean, I don't know how much of a different situation I would have been in. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I think Drew, even from before he joined the church, he's always been the sports guy. It's always been like working to basically go to the NFL, which – Fingers crossed for this next year. Is that a, is that a realistic possibility? I'm sorry that I I don't know more about the sports. I just know the Ohio State. You have to say the Ohio State whenever you talk about Ohio State, uh, and I know that they're always top ten. So I would imagine by you by virtue of you being on that team, it means you're of the top tier. But again, I don't know how that translates into playing professionally. That is a dream, and um, yeah, that's a decision we'll have to make at the end of the year. Um, we were given another year this year because of COVID. So I still have one more if I want to take it after this one, but I feel like I've been in college long enough. I'm, I'm probably going to pursue that, uh, possibility after the season. So, so that's an interesting thing, a sort of side note, uh, aside from the gospel. So people that are playing football this year, since it's sort of been an abnormal thing, they're like, play again if you want. Yep. This year doesn't count. Everybody gets, everybody gets another one. Wow. There's going to be, there's going to be BYU football players. that will be like 30 with seven kids by the time <laughs> this whole thing ends. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I know. That's going to be an advantage, man. They're yeah. going to have that grown man strength by the time. <laughs> they leave. That the O linemen for BYU are just like fully oh, yeah. matured, you know, 400 pounds of skewer. That's crazy. That's craziness. Um, I, I think it's such a unique scenario to hear that. And some people, I'm really grateful to hear you talk about, like, I made the decision. I'm so grateful for it. Some people, I think, carry that decision of not serving a mission with them and go, oh, maybe I really should have. But like you knowing, like Lord testified to me, hey, this is what I need to do. Obviously, now you're with your wife um, and, and be able to to build the family, whatever that's going to look like as you guys are moving forward. I think that that's really awesome. So I hope that you know, if people ever give you crap about that, you just thwomp them on the head. Right. Yeah. Well, in a way, 
um, kind of how I mentioned, you know, I was the only member in high school and now on the team and everything. I know it doesn't even compel in uh, comparison to serving a mission, but mm-hmm. kind of being, you know, the only guy on the team and um, kind of having the social following that we have and even doing the t-shirts and stuff, um, you know, it's not, no, it's no mission. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like that is kind of been my calling since I've been in Ohio state is mm-hmm. just kind of you know, get it out there to people that may have never experienced it, um, you know, in person before from another person. So that's kind of my, um, kind of my own mission is to, you know, live the gospel, um, and preach it to anybody that I come with or any questions that they may have because they haven't had an actual member to, uh, you know, actually ask those questions and, and see living, uh, the gospel. Um, so that's, that's kind of been my, my mantra, I guess, while I've been in college yeah. to uh, do my own little mission while I've uh, been out of Ohio State. So. And do, you, do you ever get really silly questions? <laughs> I mean, you get the you get the weird ones, the, you know, the wives thing. That's always a big one. And, sure. and uh, just recently started wearing the garments. So, you know, that's that's going to have been an interesting conversation <laughs> in the locker room after yeah. practices and stuff. So yeah. um, Heidi Wise is like, no, not Heidi nope. Wise. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. Uh, now you mentioned. I remember. Oh, I for me, because going back to the mission thing, that was one thing that for me was hard because I knew when Drew was making the decision to go to BYU or go to Ohio State. To me, it kind of felt like even though we weren't dating, like he was choosing like me and the church or football at yeah. that moment, and then. It was like on my mission, I remember I was thinking about this so much and praying about it. And like, I brought it up to my mission president's wife because I loved Drew and he like, had, like a friend, you know, be sure you throw in like a friend, <laughs> like you a loved friend, him like a friend. Yeah. Keep reminding her. <laughs> well, I just was <laughs> feeling these through. things, you know, with the letters he sent me and everything. And I was just explained to her the situation and she was like you know, you should not judge him for that. He did not grow up singing. I hope they call me on a mission. Mm -hmm. You know, that is not, that wasn't his path. And I remember once she told me that I just felt so guilty. Like I felt like, why, who am I to judge him for a decision that he made? You know, he took months to make it. I know he, it was a long process. He was very stressed out. I remember, Mm. um, And ever since that moment, like, I just have complete peace over the whole thing. And I know that he made the right decision, too, especially when I see him, you know, playing for Ohio State. And it's opened up so many opportunities for him, not only professionally, but, you know, to share the gospel. Like, I just I believe in it now, you know, Mm -hmm. and the gospel is not one size fits all either. No. So. So, yeah, just to not judge. And that was like a really important lesson for me to learn as well. And I think it's made us stronger. And like you said, made him and both of us not to like carry that with us. Like some people do. Yeah. Cause there's really like, there's no need to do that. No, but so, people do it. People, yeah. Yeah, they do. 
People will carry some sort of shame or like a what if or, a, you know, all of those things. Right. Um, I want to take another break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to play an actual song from Jet Set, Get Set, <laughs> so people can hear something that isn't a polka as we come back. And uh, you also alluded to uh, some other things that you guys have going on besides Drew playing football, uh, perhaps in an online manner. So we'll talk about some of those things. That's coming back in the third block of the Cultural Hall. <laughs> It's the most wonderful time of the year. Go to LDSbookstore.com and get yourself a Christmas nightlight and maybe a pendant. Get your name put on the prize that you will give. They've got scriptures and temples and I'm making this up as I go right along. LDS bookstore.com that isn't even how the melody go how can I, that isn't even how you speak english either what happened ldsbookstore.com for all your christmas shopping needs the stain settled on the gravel What you were just listening to is a small portion of Mile a Minute from Jet Set, Get Set. She traveled the country. Uh, Avery is the uh, front lady of that band for that particular song. And you can find in the show notes some great YouTube links to a young Drew playing the boyfriend of Avery's girlfriend. And it's a love triangle that I don't even want to try and and, uh, and <laughs> unravel unravel that. Um People can find the Cultural Hall Back Row, a free Facebook group where you don't have to pay any money. It's a bunch of people nerding out about their favorite show available in podcast form. You can find it on Facebook. It is the Cultural Hall Back Row. Get nerdy with us. We'll see you there. Uh, so you guys have moved into the online space, and I'm sort of curious, what is it you guys are doing there? And also, what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, so we've been, uh, been pretty active on social media um kind of throughout our career and um, right. she actually um got me started on social media yes. i didn't even have uh, twitter or instagram anything until it was my junior year of high school i think it was it senior i feel like it, it was, was senior because i remember you were looking at colleges and i was like listen you need to have a social media people care about these things yeah well that's <laughs> actually it was funny because recruits would try to contact me and i wasn't on anything uh -huh. they were sending direct messages on facebook to my mom to try to get in contact <laughs> with me. and then i got a twitter and you know i've kind of fallen in love with it ever since and mm -hmm. i do my own little things and she's got her own little things too right. but uh well when our proposal our proposal went viral a few years ago so talk about that yeah. So, I mean, again, that could be a whole nother episode, <laughs> but basically Drew did a surprise proposal for me on the Ohio State football field during the spring game. Um, their media guys who were amazing did like a beautiful video of it and um, we posted it everywhere and it basically went viral everywhere. Uh, people are still posting about it today. ESPN Aww. posted it on their Instagram today. Um, and that and was just earlier this year that was 
Two years? Two years. One year. It was, it was, years. Years. It was the I it was Love like My Mormon Fiancé shirt. A year and a half, okay. and, 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 and a half ago. There, and there was a question in my mind with that I Love Mormon Fiancé shirt that I was like, man, bold move if he would have just put that on a shirt and worn that the first day and not asked her and just had that be the way that you asked her. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bold. That's yeah, a good that's idea, bold. though. Too late. Get yeah. you there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Get in your room at the hotel. Again. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, so you did that, and people just sort of fell in love with you guys as a couple. You're the right. only married couple or married person on the Ohio State football team, yeah. Besides the coaches, oh, yes, sure. but uh, <laughs> the teammates, uh, yeah, that's another thing that makes me unique. Uh, I guess I have a lot of qualities that kind of make me stick out Very a little special. bit. Very <laughs> special. I put the special and specialist. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, but so you can't, I mean, for as far as a YouTube channel, you can't be getting engaged every week. So like, what are, what are the things you guys are doing to either attract people to you guys as a couple or you individually, or what do you hope to do with that? Well, right now, um, because, you know, they're not allowing people to come in to watch the games, only, uh, family members really. So because I'm able to go to the football games, I've been vlogging those. And so we're going to be posting a lot of those on our channel right now um let's we just kind of just come up with fun thing. ideas yeah. together if you guys are interested more about the whole proposal thing and videos of that she just re-uploaded the uh the actual video of the, the our proposal. social media guys did and there's also a behind the scenes look of what happened that day too and mm -hmm. um yeah we, we just kind of anything that we think is exciting or fun in our life we just kind of um you know make a little video about it's a document it and, and maybe, you know, I can't make any money off of it while I'm in college. Yeah, you have to be pretty careful, especially at Ohio oh, yeah. State. Right. They are very, I mean, they haven't mentioned anything about the, the YouTube to me, our uh, compliance guys. But uh, right. I know there's been some problems in the past with some guys, you know, making money off of mm -hmm. um, things while they're not supposed to in college. But uh, that mm -hmm. could be something that uh, we've looked at maybe just doing, you know, long term afterwards. And yeah, um, I feel like it's good kind of family history too you yeah. know we'll be able to look back on these days i know we're gonna miss them so Our kids will make fun of us yeah, yeah probably not. that's for sure <laughs> nice t-shirt dad <laughs> oh, gosh. hey dad yeah. spell fiance for me <laughs> <laughs> they have joked if i if i do come back for uh for one more year what the uh the next hotel shirt will look like um nothing in the workings yet but it, i mean it could be uh you know i love my mormon baby I oh, oh. We'll, we'll, did, see. we'll did, see did we hear it here first do the parents know yet is this, this is not an announcement oh my gosh it's a it's an announcement i heard it i'm gonna edit it i know what i heard it's an announcement congratulations that's wow, so awesome. thank you <laughs> sometime in the future for sure but uh nothing yet just yeah. just promise me that if you make the baby announcement that you will involve no pyrotechnics that start an entire forest on fire. Can we make that oh, promise? Don't worry. Okay. Yes. Kind of funny you well. mentioned pyrotechnics. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, my dad owns a fireworks store. Oh. Yes. So I grew up, um, you know, trying to blow my fingers off uh, all the time. And I can tell you, I've started many right. fires. So, so we have considered it, is we what have, we were saying. It, it could be one of the gender reveals for sure. But just, maybe not now. 
just be careful. Not by a forest fire, please. Can we not tempt any more fate? Well, that's that's kind of cool. And I know from poking around and and links to all these things, by the way, people can find them uh, in the show notes for this episode. That Avery, you do some uh, partner collabs with some different brands and stuff like that. Just awesome, an awesome follow that people can find you online. And and um, when do you have to decide, Drew, about? pro or not pro like is there a day where you are like uh june the first of 21 you have to say i'm going pro or i'm going to my 19th year of college i'm not sure on the exact date but um after the season okay guys can't declare before the season's over and hopefully we're playing into january which is when the national championship is this year so uh probably sometime near the end of january would be the uh the time most people make that decision um and then my my prep, my combine prep and NFL prep is a little different sure. than most players. Some guys go off to California and they train in these fancy facilities. Um, I'm just kicking a ball, so I, I can do all that right here in Columbus. So, I mean, and it's going to be a fun journey. And I've heard, uh, you know, I have one of my buddies, the punter before me is in the NFL right now. So just kind of picking his brain of what that whole process looks like. It's, uh, it's exciting and it's stressful, but... Uh, you know, you look back on it and you enjoyed it. So, and I have to ask, uh, the team, you guys have had the opportunity to play now. Yes. Uh, how was that? One and oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we won. Um, yeah, the, the big 10 is back. Uh-huh. Uh, finally, you know, we've been watching the BYUs of the world dominate and it's time for yeah. the Buckeyes to finally show back up in the, uh, the ring of things. So you had some great punts too. I got two punts in it. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, our quarterback was nice enough to let me get two in. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't the game plan. No, um, I don't think so. <laughs> this week we, uh, no, <laughs> this week we traveled to uh, Penn state. Yeah. Big um, game this weekend. Yes, it's yep. Game day. Maybe so. the biggest. No, it's the biggest game yeah. this week. Yeah. Game day. Um, they just lost Indiana. So I'm sure they will be, you know, backed into a corner and, uh, you know, want to come out swinging. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. It should have been a wide out. That was my, that was by far the coolest experience I've ever experienced was uh, 2018 when they did their wide out when we were there. And mm. unfortunately there's no fans this year, but uh, it's still going to be a, a really cool atmosphere. And you know, hopefully we come out with another W. I mean, we don't talk a lot of sports here, but I would be curious. What is that like as a player to be like, Hey, every, Oh, nobody. Oh, that's my wife there. And, <laughs> Hey, there's another one, especially at these massive schools where it is, you know, 80,000, 100,000 fans that would be there on ordinary. And you're like, well, that's my wife because I have one, guys. Uh, (laughs) If you guys would get a wife, you could bring them, too. But, you know, there's 10 people in the stands and they're like, go, Drew. Yeah, it's it's eerie. I mean, you've been to a lot of games. What do you think? For me? um, Well, it's funny because they have this recording that they play. Mm -hmm. Of it basically sounds like the stadium is full the when it's knows. on. Yeah. Um, so that is weird because you hear it and it sounds like the stadium is full, but you look around <laughs> and there's no one. And every once in a while there's like a break in that in that recording that they have. You're like, oh wow, <laughs> it is, is silent. silent. It's like a high school game, honestly. And yeah. I feel like usually the family are the most chill in the stands, mm. at least from my experience. So, so it's really, it's just, honestly, it's just like going to watch a practice a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, that's honestly, it felt like a scrimmage that, mm-hmm. that first game. It, it really did. It was, it was a really weird feeling. And usually once you start getting into like, you, I'll, 
as a player, you really only feel the crowd those first couple of minutes into yeah. the game. And by then you kind of get into the game and you're, you're more focused and it kind of becomes a blur. Um, so, but I mean, you really lose that, you know, running out of the tunnel and 110,000 people are, yeah. are screaming and chanting and, you know, our coaches did our best to try to get us acquainted to that. We practice in the stadium uh, a couple of weeks uh, leading up to Saturday, but it's still, I mean, the guy who's been in that stadium for four years, I mean, it is completely different than what it is this year. And I mean, you're going to see some weird things in college football, football because of it, because Penn State this week, they, it's a huge home field advantage having that whiteout and now they don't have it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every team's going to have to deal with it differently. So Yeah, crazy, crazy. And I'm sure that the restrictions of like, hey, guys, don't go a million places because COVID shuts this team down and then we can't play. I'm sure you're threatened within an inch of your life as far as that goes. Right, yeah. We just had a, a, a Big Ten school shut down Wisconsin. Hmm. Uh, they came out hot. I mean, they, they blew Illinois out and all of a sudden they've got 12 positives and they're shut down for a week. So. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing, and there's very little wiggle room for us this year. They've only allowed us eight games, and I believe if we get if we get miss a couple games in there, I don't think we have a chance uh, to make it. So um, Coach Day, our head coach, is very adamant on, you know, guys staying safe and social distancing, wearing your mask, and, um, you know, putting the team before yourself. So. Yeah. Oh, darn it. I'll have to quarantine with my wife. Suckers, you have to quarantine <laughs> alone. Suckers, so suckers, suckers. Quarantine suckers. hasn't been the worst. That's 2020 for, me. for us. It's really been, <laughs> quarantine has really been our honeymoon, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. So a couple things. We ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall three questions. I'll ask them of you right now. The first question is, is do you have a calling? And if so, what is it? <laughs> Funny story. So... When we got married, we had to get married in Indiana. We had to change our How records come? around How a come? bunch because all of the temples were shutting down. Mm. And there's three temples that are each two hours away from us. And well, there's one in Columbus, but it's shut down. Is that right? It's being Yeah, that renovated. one was shut down. Okay. And so then we had the Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky, almost got permission, but didn't end up getting permission. And then Indianapolis, and we ended up getting permission and all the temples in all the world shut down the following day after we got it married. might have been the last ceiling. Yeah. So in order to get married there, we had to transfer our records to um, to our home ward in Indiana, where we're from. And we haven't transferred them back <laughs> yet. We did have a, but, a calling. We can talk about that one. The what's one our before calling? COVID. Oh, we were fast. What were we? Fast and fast Sunday meal. Meal people. Deciders. <laughs> what, what does we that just, mean? So we were in a single sort and uh, we um, planned the what we would eat on fast Sunday, basically. Yeah. It, was a, it was a nice calling. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Faith promoting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but right now we are working on getting our records transferred and yeah. having, well, we have family church. We still haven't Zoom. been back to church. We've been doing so. family Zoom calls. It, uh, is there church Sunday. in your particular area right now? Um, are they getting together physically? I just talked to the missionaries sure. like last week and they said that they just started opening, hmm. but Drew, um, he has meetings usually on Sunday. Plus with quarantine, we're like pretty strict, not going yeah, places, Yeah. yeah. Um, but he'll, he'll like do the sacrament for us and we, we have family zoom church. So we're kind of just laying, laying low. low right now. Yeah. 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 
It's literally the future of his career that he stayed <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Yeah. The next, these next two months are, are pretty crucial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Christmas. Uh, let me ask you this. If you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? <laughs> oh, Ooh, gosh, I would either. I like chorister. Ah, yeah, chorister. Now, primary me. or full ward or. Oh, gosh. Primary would be fun. Primary or full ward. I like I like leading. I've tried that. Have you? It did not. It did not. Your dad <laughs> actually tried to get me to do oh, that did he? when he was the bishop. Oh. I don't have many musical talents. Okay, so what's your answer then? My calling? I mean, I like the fast and testimony just break the cider guide. I was very good Whatever at saying I was good at very good at saying uh we're gonna do cereal types of he cereal was good. this yeah. Sunday or Little pasta bar, pasta mm. bar, potato bar. Oh yeah, we had some good ones. We, we were we were pretty good. Oh, we did skyline chili too. Oh yeah, tell people but that don't know what that filling. is. Don't tell people that, that oh, don't know what that is. What it is? It, it's called you're missing out. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, it's basically um, conies, and then what's people it? don't know what conies oh, is. Spaghetti. It's just spaghetti noodles mm-hmm. with chili. I and guess yeah, cheese. you do more spaghetti. I I do that's, the hot dogs. That's sky. That's what they're known. I guess for, yeah. The skyline chili, and then it's, just it's a chili with spaghetti noodles, and then a stack of cheese on the top. That's what yeah. I remember about it. No, I do remember. I went to an EFY in Utah, and they had Cincinnati chili mm-hmm. for one of the meals. Probably wasn't. It was not way. good. <laughs> I was like, this is not Cincinnati chili. Sorry. You tried, but <laughs> I, I will say this. And one of the things that I miss the most about uh, Ohio is the sweet um, chocolatey peanut buttery treat. The Buckeye. You can't oh, yeah. get, you can't get a good Buckeye here in uh, the state of Utah. Uh, Buckeye for people who don't know. I think it's actually like it's the Buckeye is actually a real nut. Right. It's uh, the walnut or chestnut or useless nut. A useless yeah, nut. yeah a useless nut but the confectionery treat is a ball of peanut butter mostly dipped in chocolate and it you can it's do like, like a Reese's smushed into a ball yeah and you yeah, can me. just pop them one after another after 200 700 calories 1400 <laughs> calories and then quickly you're like well i've eaten for today i ate that bag of buckeyes yes they, yes fans give us a lot of those during the season so um, it's hard to maintain weight during the season. <laughs> you can send them care of Drew and Avery Christmas. I'll give you guys my address and just send them here. I'll take. <laughs> let me relieve you. I relieve you of that burden. I will. I will take that on. Let me. You'll take my my Buckeye weight. Yeah, appreciate it. The uh, <laughs> last question that we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall, and I ask you uh, both the same question. So whoever wants to go first, and you can interpret it however you would like. But the question remains: What is your favorite part of your faith? Mm, favorite part. I mean, I I I like the word of wisdom. Um, that would be uh, the thing that I think has really kept me, I guess what we were talking about earlier, kept me, you know, kind of clean and everything during the times when uh, my friends were not obeying the, you know, the word of wisdom, but obviously they didn't have that and they didn't know the importance of it. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to be able to actually, you know, see that work in my life um, and the benefits I've received from it. So. All right, Avery, you get the last word, as every woman should. (laughs) Well, for me, 
I would say my favorite part is just um, the focus on families just in general. It's really helped us, you know, newlyweds put our family first through everything. And just during quarantine, you know, we haven't been able to see everyone that we would like to, but having that connection with our family, having Zoom church every Sunday with our family and knowing that even with all the uncertainty going around, the gospel is so certain and like those eternal relationships that we have with our family members are so certain is probably my favorite part. Cool. And so exciting that you guys announced your baby right here on this <laughs> episode of the cultural hall. I mean, Expanding our family. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.